What exciting times these are. We're about this close to open up a Franklin campus. And if you think that's exciting, wait till you meet this guy we've selected for campus pastor. I've had the privilege of knowing Eric for about five years now. And with, uh, without fail, every week, every week, um, Eric comes to me. And one of the common themes he has to say when he comes to me is, and Mark, there's, there are people in this factory that are hurting. There are people in this factory that are hungry, hungry to hear about Jesus. But the thing about Eric is, he's hungry to tell about him. And I think you're about ready just to see what I'm talking about. So with that, please welcome Eric Walker. Mark, I love you, but Joy gave me a better introduction. <laughs> Joy stayed up there for at least 10 minutes. But I still love you, brother. Uh, of course, y'all know my name is Eric Walker, and like I said, uh, I work at the Franklin campus. I mean, New Mather Meadows. <laughs> I tell you, man, I didn't know that many people from New Mather Meadows work at, uh, I mean, from Woodburn work at New Mather Meadows until they put my picture up on the screen last week. And people out of Woodburn say, congratulations. I'm like, who are you? They go, I go to Woodburn. I go, you do? Where'd that come from? But I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's an awesome time. But first of all, I always, always got to give God the glory. God has to receive the glory. No matter what I say or do, he gets all the glory. No matter what goes on, no matter what happens, I make sure I'm giving him the glory. I give him the praise. I give him the honor. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it was the power of the gospel that has me here today. Boy, I didn't think I was going to have that energy, but it's back, praise God. I was like, Pastor Tim, man, I, I tell you, brother, you do this every Sunday? He's like, yeah, brother, this is how we do it. But uh, I do have a family that, that loves me, but they're not here right now because I have a daughter graduating from uh, high school. So if you don't see my other half, she's at the graduation. So I do have a family. There is another half to me. Um, I just want to let you know that I love the Lord. I love the Lord for he has delivered me. Um, I don't know if many of you heard my testimony today, but I, I, I'm a big drug addict, a big alcoholic, um, out there in the world, just running crazy, running wild. I was telling them back where I'm from, I had at least 20 friends, and if I go back, there's only probably one left. There's either they all dead or they're in jail. But I thank God, and that's why I walk around with passion. When people see me, that's why I'm constantly giving God the glory. It's not because I'm all that, it's because he's all that. He is all that in a bag of chips. God is our champion, praise God. He is our champion. And so every time you see me, I got to give him the glory. I got to give him the praise. I'm always running around. I'm always, they say you always keep this smile on your face. But they don't know, brother, how hard it was to get this smile. I had to work hard for this smile. I didn't do it, but Jesus did it. It's not what I've done, it's what, what Jesus done that gave me this smile. It's, it's the blood of Jesus that got me smiling. And so that's why I, I, I'm telling you right now, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what is going on, whatever circumstances, always, always give God the praise. Always give him the glory. Because thanksgiving makes room for your answer. Ah, uh, Do I need to say that again? 
<laughs> Thanksgiving makes room for your answer. See, we don't give God thanks for everything. We give him thanks in everything. So that's why we, I, I, I'm, I'm a big praiser. I, I love the Lord. And I'm telling you, I'm constantly running around and I'm, and I'm telling you, and I, and I found out when you love the Lord, you usually sit at the table in the break room by yourself. I don't know about you, man, but I'll tell you, you get down that break room table and you tell about how bad your day is, man, ain't enough cheers. But you get to talking about Jesus, everybody's gone and you're just sitting there, but that's all right. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to come back to that table. Sooner or later, somebody's going to come and say, hey, man, uh, tell me, well, you know, that I have people say, what gives? I say, God gives all the time. They, why are you always smiling? Because God gives. Why every time? I know there's something wrong in your life. Yes, it is. But I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I know. And I know that God is good. Because that's his character and that's his nature. And once you learn that, you, I, I'm telling you, once you learn that, you got to run with it. You got to run with it, man. I'm telling you, every time I tell folks, I just feel like running. I just feel like dancing. I just feel like shouting. They're like, what for, man? You ought to see where I came from. And if you know where I came from, you'll be dancing and shouting too. You'll be giving God the glory too. So let's begin in the book of Habakkuk. Man, God is good, man. God is good, man. I just want to tell it, man. I'm telling you, if I'm not telling it here, I'm going to go outside and tell somebody. I'm going to go somewhere and tell somebody. My wife said, I do not like going with you anywhere. She said, because you never stop. I remember one time, we was, her favorite restaurant is Lone Star. And the general manager would walk through and we just started talking. And I just started, he's talking about the Titans. I started talking about Jesus. Because Jesus is a lot better than the Titans. <laughs> and so I just kept talking. And so the guy come and I found out that he was doing a mission just by talking to him. You know, I just was talking about Jesus. He said, you know what? I do missions all the time. I said, oh, so we got to talking. And every time he sees, I get to talking about Jesus. The, hey, I tell you, sometimes the waiter leave, or, uh, uh, leave, he's frustrated. But when I get done with him, he's having a good day. But I remember one time I kept talking about Jesus. My wife said, you're always talking. Every time I go somewhere, you never meet a stranger. You never meet somebody you don't want to talk to. So we was at Lone Star, and, and it was her birthday. And the line was about from here to the door. And she said, oh, we're not going to never get in here. And that general manager seen me. He said, hey, that's Eric. Hey, you guys come on up here. And he gave us a table, and he paid for our food. My wife said, I'll tell you what. Anytime you feel like talking about Jesus, go right ahead. <laughs> Jesus will get you some free food, y'all. Y'all to hear that. Jesus will feed you, man. I found that out. I didn't even try it, but Jesus fed me. I didn't even try and I'm eating. And you know what? And I said, well, Jesus, this is your will. I'm going to order steak. <laughs> it's your desire that I eat steak, Jesus. Man can't live by bread alone, but I don't know about all that. Man got to have a steak. But the back of verse 1. And I'm going to read verse 1 to 4. Say, will a man stand upon his watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me? And what I should say when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. 
For the vision is yet for appointed time, but at, in, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it would not tarry. Behold, the soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Now, who should live by faith? Who should live by faith? The just shall live by faith. Now, the question is, are you living by faith or frustration? (laughs) I got that same response this morning. Are you living by faith or frustration? In society, we see a lot of people frustrated. We have a tendency to live by the way we feel in our emotions. Sometimes the way our day is dictate how we're going to act. If I'm having a bad day, that means I'm going to act bad. If I'm having a good day, then that means I'm going to act good. But that's not for the Christian. But unfortunately, the Christians have fell into that category. But that's not the way God had planned it for the Christian. Four times you read in the Bible, the just shall live by faith. It is a principle. It is a law. Matter of fact, the Bible said we are measured by faith. But the just shall live by faith. And I was telling somebody we, we, we live in frustration because we allow our circumstances and our situation to consume us. We allow the problems that we have in our life just override us. And when you are living in frustration, it causes you to see the problem. But when you're living in faith, it causes you to see the answer. Faith causes you to see that vision that they was talking about in here. Take the vision. Make it plain. The vision is the revealed word of God, what he said in his word. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he said it, he's going to do it. Because he is a God that shall not lie. And and that vision is the promises of God. And those who are walking by faith is going to be walking towards that vision. But those that are walking in frustration is going to keep worried about that problem that they had. And I, when I got saved, I started off as a frustrated Christian. And there's nothing worse than a frustrated Christian. <laughs> some of y'all know some frustrated Christians, don't y'all? There's nothing worse than a frustrated Christian. I remember when I first started off, I, I, I thought since I was saved from drugs and alcohol, they were supposed to shut down all the liquor stores. That didn't work. I thought because I got saved, all of a sudden I was going to be father of the year. That didn't work. Well, I thought since I got saved that I was going to be the best husband that God can ever create. That didn't work. See, I realized just because I changed, the world don't change. Just because I changed don't mean that the world was going to change. So that frustrated me because them drugs and them alcohol and the things that had hindered me in my past were still haunting me. And I didn't understand, well, God, if you saved me and you delivered me, why in the world am I still going through these things? Why, why is my marriage not turned around like I thought it was, should be? Why am I still being tempted by the drugs and the alcohol? 
Why am I still going through these things that I'm going through? Why do I feel this way? I thought when I got saved, I was supposed to feel good and nothing should ever be wrong with me. And, and I should always be walking around and, and high and mighty and everything was supposed to be peachy kitchy, but it didn't work out that way. And so I was walking in frustration until I was working in Bowling Green one day. I had a job in Bowling Green. And there was this guy who used to come in the break room, and he used to read one of these Conan the Barbarians or Harry Potter books, whatever you call them. And he used to read this book every day. So me being curious, walked up to him. I said, what is that you're reading? But the thing that shocked me about this guy, he didn't mind telling me. He was like, this is what happens. The sword comes out. And then you, then you hit this guy, and then the guy hops on the line, he rides off, then he does this, and he do that. I'm like, bro, whoo. Whoo, man, whoo, if you thought about talking to somebody. But, <laughs> but he didn't have no problem telling me about this book. So a week later, he came in with these leather bands on with spikes. All right, I got to looking at him, okay. Another week later, he came on with the boots, you know, the boots that they wear. I was like, all right, okay. Then he came with a headband. Then the next thing you know, he had a trench coat on. The next thing you know, the police was outside the plant. <laughs> and the reason why the police came and got him, because he pulled out this sword. And they, 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 they came and got him. But I learned something from that. I said, God, how is it that this man can read this book and become what he, that book told him that he could become. He trusted that he could actually be Conan. He thought he could actually be Conan. That book, he, he thought he could be the character in that book. But folks, let me tell you, Satan knows how to work in the principle of seed time and harvest. Even though that was some kind of book that was wild and out there, that book was getting in his heart. And as he was reading that book, he was becoming what that book was telling him that he could become. And so one day I went home and I said, wait a minute, God. I'm walking around here frustrated and I'm a Christian. He's walking around here, Conan the Barbarian, and he's not even a believer. Something's wrong with this picture. I need to take this book and start getting in it. And believing that I can be what this book said I can be. Whoo, man. I got to act like I'm Paul. I'm Matthew. If I lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover. Why? Because this book said I can. I'm going to be like, I want to dress up with the glory. I want to put on the praise. When you see me, I'm putting on the armor of God, just like he put on the armor of Conan. And he believed he can do it. So that's how we got to be. The just shall live by faith, not by what you see. Faith is not a movement. It's not a denomination. It is how we live. It is how we walk. It is how we talk. It is how we act. This is what we do. When you see me, I'm in faith. Even though my light's cut off in the house, I'm in faith. Even though there's no food on the table, I'm in faith. Even though my marriage is in the turmoil, I'm walking by faith. Even though my finances is messed up, guess what? I'm walking by faith. Why? Because I have to. Because the Bible says it. 
faith is a law that we are measured by. God tells us. That's how he operates in faith. Every time Jesus walked around and did his ministry, he was talking about the great faith in people. He didn't heal them. He said their faith healed them. Their faith went out and found him because they was living by faith. That is what we do. That is how we're supposed to act as Christians. Have you ever seen a frustrated Christian trying to witness to somebody? <laughs> you walk up to somebody, you're a frustrated Christian. How's your day? And they start telling you how bad their day is. And guess what a frustrated For real? My day's bad too, man. Let me tell you about my day. Next thing you know, both of y'all frustrated. See, when you walk by faith, even though... I, I tell you what, I witness to people who are going through the same thing that I'm going through, but I don't let them know it. They might have their lights cut off. My lights be, might be cut off too, but I'm, I'm still proclaiming the name because I'm believing my light's going to get cut on. And I'm going to tell you, your light's going to get cut on too. Come on, somebody. Help me out here. Help me out here. I'm trying to get energized. I'm in the second service, baby. I'm getting my second breath. We're about to run this, run this thing. The just shall live by faith. That just, who is the just? Those who have been declared righteous. Those who are born again. Those who have given, uh, uh, who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And the day you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, heaven declared you righteous. Not because of your works, because what Jesus done. You didn't have to do nothing. Jesus did it. You're not righteous because you come to church, but righteous folks tear the church door down on Sundays. You're not righteous because you tithe, but righteous folks are cheerful givers. You're not righteous because you sing in a choir, but righteous folks want to learn how to praise God and do a joyful name unto the Lord. Man, you go, I'm telling you, that's what a righteous person do. And let me tell you, the main attack that the enemy will give you is an attack against your faith. He will attack you against your faith. He will tell you, no, this not going to happen. You are sick. The doctor said you are sick. The doctor said you ain't going to make it. So you just go home and and make your funeral arrangements. No, 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 no. I can't go by that because I walk by faith. I don't care what the doctor told me. I know what God told me. Hey, the doctor tells me what is fact, but the Bible tells me what is the truth. Uh Uh-uh. I got to walk by faith. I'm righteous. I'm I'm made right standing with God because of the blood. And this is a principle that I got to walk by. I can't be walking in frustration. Let me tell you something. Faith motivates your vision. Faith motivates your vision. Frustration motivates your problem. If you want your problem to be motivated, stay in frustration. If you want your vision to come alive, the Bible said, make it plain. Even wait for it. It's not going to take long. Wait for it. But the just are the ones who are going to get this. The ones who don't give up. The ones who don't quit. The ones who are going to stand on faith. The ones who don't care about what the doctor says. The ones who don't care about what the world says. It is one who's going to stand on faith. Wait for it. It's going to come. It's going to come. Why? Because I, I, I'm a believer of the word. If the word says it, I see it, I believe it. And nobody's going to take me from this. Nobody. It's going to take me from this. And reason why I have to walk this way, reason why I have to talk this way, because let me tell you something, your past will destroy your future. 
If you ain't careful, and if you keep wallowing in the past, sooner or later that past is going to catch you, and it's going to start destroying your future. And it's going to leave you broke, busted, and disgusted, and folks ain't going to be want to be around you because you can't be trusted. And if you ain't careful that you're going to be walking in frustration, frustration means you don't rely on God all the time. Faith ain't something you cut on and cut off. Faith ain't something when times get rough, you click it on. Then times is good. Because let me tell you, God is not a fair weather God. He don't just stick with you in good times and run off when times get bad. In fact, you are heading for a defining moment, Woodburn Church. You are heading for a defining moment. And my mission today is to help you build your faith so you can get ready. Oh, let me say that again. You guys are heading. Franklin, a defining moment. Franklin, a defining moment. With God. And your faith got to be built up so when the naysayers come out. When the naysayers say, what are you doing down here? Ain't you happening in Woodburn? Who you think you are? I know y'all done heard that. Come on now. What do you think you want to do that we can't do? What do you think is going to go on that what can't get going? No, 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 no. The just is going to live by faith. And the just is going to be the pipeline. You are the just. And you're going to be the pipeline so the glory of God can be manifested all the way from Woodburn to Franklin. The glory of God is about to be poured out, folks. And I don't know about you, but I want to get in some of that. See, when I was out there on the streets, they told me a party was going on. I wanted to see what was happening at the party. So now that I'm a Christian, you tell me God is about to do something, I want to see. What? God doing? Where, where at? I be, where is he? Where God blessing folks at? I want to be there. Where the glory is showing up at? I'm going to be there. I got to be there. Why? Because if he's doing it for you, I know he's going to do it for me. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. So faith, uh, faith is, what I, what I say is, it's an action. Faith is an action. See, if I was to ask any Christian what faith is, the first thing they'd say, belief. Which that's true, but it's incomplete. Belief by itself ain't going to do nothing. You got to have action. You, you, I wanted to do this get, this morning, but I couldn't get it. it, it, it it's like uh, a man came up to the front, and he fell out in front of the church. And one of the deacons ran out there, and, the, and, and there's a doctor in the house, and the doctor said he's dying of starvation. So the deacons of Woodburn brought him in, and they set him at the table. And they put some food in front of him. But uh, Brother Jimmy's church, we was laughing, they heard about it. So they're going to come down here and give you help. And the reason why I said Brother Jimmy, because there's something about a black deacon. If y'all ever been in the church, they're very vocal when the pastor's preaching. The pastor be saying, go on now, say that there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They, 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 they pump the pastor. You go on now, you say, come on now. Come on now, you say that. Go on, preach that. So they figure out they're going to come and help you guys. So the man is in the fellowship hall, and they put this food in front of this man. And the man looked at this food and said, I believe. 
If I eat this food, I will not die. All them deacons said, come on now. He said, I believe if I eat this food, you say that there, I would not die. All of a sudden, they got to jumping and shouting. And that man started getting happy. He said, oh, my God, I believe if I eat this food, I, I would go oh, now. You preach that now. And that man looked around, and all of a sudden, he said, I believe, <coughs> and roll over dead. Now, what was he saying? Was it true? But what he didn't do? He didn't eat the food. Faith is eating the food, folks. Faith is eating of the food. You can holler, I believe all you want. But if you ain't eating this word, you might well just forget it. You can sit there and holler, I'm going to eat this food. That's faith. Faith is in action. Faith goes out and get what you were asking God for. Faith goes out and get it. You say, I want healing. Faith, go get it. Faith, go get it. And faith has to bring it back. It's like when you have a dog and you got a ball and you throw that ball and that dog goes get it. And he brings it back to you. And you can do it every day and that dog will get it. You do it every month, that dog will get it. Well, that ball is the hope that you want. That ball is that deliverance. That ball is that healing. That ball is what you've been asking God for, and faith is that dog. And every time you throw that healing out there, faith has to go get it and bring it back. Every time you throw it. And guess what? No matter what, every time you throw it, that dog will get it. But be careful. Because if you don't throw that ball, that dog going to sit there and look at you. That's what faith is going to do. Just be sitting there staring at you. So what you want to do, man? I'm waiting on you. Now I'm waiting on you. I'm, and then y'all just be sitting there. Now where did faith come from? Romans 10, 17 said faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So the word of God is the foundation of your faith. No word, no faith. If your faith level is low, that means your word level is low. If your faith level is high, that means your word level is high. I'm looking for a big fella right now. Can a big fella raise his hand? Anybody? Big fella. Big fella. Give me a big fella. I'll take Tim Davis then. (laughs) Give me a little fella. Come here, Tim. (laughs) Come here, little man. Right here. I want to show you something about faith. If your faith level is low, that means your word level is low. Now, I've been reading and studying the word. And I've been reading and I've been praying, and here's my faith. I've been spending time in the Word. Look at my faith. Nice, big, and strong. This is my faith, man. I've been in the Word for a long time. Now, last guy didn't catch me, so you make sure you catch me. (laughs) I'm going to say that ahead of time because I should have said it ahead of time the first time. I almost hit the stage. So I've been reading, I've been studying the word, and, and they said it's no hope, but I've been reading, and, and my faith level is getting big, and all of a sudden they said I'm not going to, but that's all right. I got confidence. But guess what? I haven't been reading. <laughs> I haven't been spending time with the Lord like I should. Here's my faith. I haven't been praying like I should. 
Oh, Lord. Ah. Whew. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. you see what I'm saying? The less you read, the less your faith looks like. But the more you read, the more study, you build your faith. That's what, then you have something to stand on. Then you can fall back on something when, when, when you get bad news. When you get a bad report, you've been reading, you've been studying. Now you're not worried about what the doctor says. You're not worried about what society says about your kids because your faith level is high. You didn't already walked in there. You're just going to the doctor just to hear him talk because you don't really care what he's saying anyway. You know what I'm saying? You were, all right, what you say, doc, how much I owe you? Because I ain't studying what you're talking about. Because I'm walking by faith. I'm walking by faith. It is that word seed. You know, the Bible calls the word of God the incorruptible seed. And your heart is the soil. And when you let that word seed get in that soil, the Bible says when the seed is planted in the ground, it grows up and it produces. When it has to, that's what the Bible says. It produces. When you plant a seed, it grows and it produces what's been planted. If you plant in faith, it's going to grow and you want to have faith. If you plant unforgiveness, guess what? It's going to grow and it's going to produce. If you plant hatred, it's going to grow. Whatever seed is planted in your heart has to grow. That's why the Bible said guard your heart. Because guess what? The harvest comes out of your heart. And there's three interests that Satan tried to get you. Through your eye gate, your mouth gate, and your ear gate. That's why you got to be careful what you're listening to. If you listen to somebody and what they're saying ain't lined up with the word of God, but it's lined up with your thinking, you better turn around. Because your thinking got to be in line with the word of God. If you're seeing something that you know you shouldn't be seeing, that's that. Television is Satan telling his vision. You, and I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I watch television a lot, and I can't, man. I'm, I'm, I'd have narrowed it down to the Disney Channel. I can't watch nothing else. Now I'm up there watching Disney with my daughter, because everything else you got to be careful. You got to be careful, man. And, and, I, and that's just me. That's just me. I, I have to be careful what I'm looking at. I have to be careful what I'm, what I'm hearing. I have to be careful what I'm saying because that is the opportunity for Satan to plant his seed, the will that he has for me in my life. And folks, let me tell you something. Satan desires to have a will for you also. And the Bible said, Jesus said, Peter, be careful because Satan want to sift you. He want to check you out. He want to work on you. So we have to be careful what seed we're allowing to be planted in our heart. So now faith comes by the word. We know to just live by faith. We know faith comes by the word. Now Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of the things not seen. The Amplified says it is faith is the confirmation or the title deed. Now how many people travel? And you travel out of town a lot and you, you do a lot of hotel reservations. Do you, you get... You don't, uh, you don't get hotel rooms while you travel? Oh, okay. Who gets a hotel room when they travel? All right. When you call that hotel room from another state, 
and you get your hotel, what do you ask for? Confirmation number. You ask for a confirmation number. Now you got your confirmation number. Now you've been traveling for a long time. You're tired. You wore out and you get to the hotel and they say, sorry, we don't have a room for you. Oh, you know we're going to forget about church real fast. We're going to be at the altar next Sunday. Uh, you say, what? You don't have my room. Oh, uh, no, nah, uh-uh. Then you're going to pull out that confirmation number. You're going to say, let me tell you what. I don't care if you have to build me a room. I don't care if it's your room. I don't care if you kick somebody out. This number says I have a room in there somewhere. Go find it. That's how faith is. When somebody tell you that it won't happen, you get that confirmation number. I, I, I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the world says. I got a confirmation number, praise God. And I know that this confirmation number is telling me somewhere out there, you might not see it, but that's all right. It's coming. Just, just wait because the vision coming. It's out there somewhere. Because I got a confirmation number. So faith is the confirmation number. It's like a title deed. You can have a title, but the car don't have to be around you. It is the confirmation, it is the title deed of the things hoped for. Folks, we are living in a hopeless generation. The world has ran out of hope. But guess what? We got 66 books of hope. We got 66 books of hope. You know what hope is like? Somebody lost in the airport. <laughs> He's looking for something. Hope is expectation. Christians ought to be looking for something. Praise God. Woo! See, the Bible said the tradition of men is causing the word of God of no effect. Too many Christians is coming to church without expecting anything. You need to walk through these doors and expect when I hear that word, that word is going to do what it says it's going to do. I expect to be healed when I leave this church. Expectation. See, we're losing hope. We're losing hope. The world is draining Christians of our hope. I, I can't be looking about what's happening in the world. That don't bother me. I'm a just. Oh, the economy's bad. All right, that's cool, but I, that ain't working with me. That ain't working. Well, well you, you, no, I'm not. I'm in this world, but I ain't part of it. That, that what the Bible, didn't the Bible tell me? You're in this world, but you ain't, I'm a just. Well, man, you lost your house. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. I'm going to get something else. I'm expecting God's word to do something. Hope is an expectation. We got to expect that God is going to do what he said he's going to do in his word. And faith motivates hope. Faith motivates hope. If we don't throw hope out there, then faith won't go get it. Hope, man, there's too many people out there who have lost hope. I was telling today, there are people that haven't even had a hug before. You believe that there are some folks who haven't even had a hug before. And we take things for granted. 
There are angry people out there because there's no hope. They don't expect to live a certain age. They don't expect to make it. Society already told them you're done. There's no hope. But the just ought to be out there giving them hope. I ought to be able to motivate my family with this hope. I ought to be able to motivate my finances with this hope. I ought to be able to witness with this hope. I got 66 books of hope. And I take this hope and I knock that hope in the world out of the way. Because this hope will push that hope out of the way. Hope is fading. Hope is fading. But the Bible says that faith is the evidence of the things not seen, but the substance of the things hoped for. As Christians, I'm hoping and expecting that this word will come to pass in my life. I'm like that boy with that book. I want to become what this word says I could become. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see the word come to life in my life. I'm telling you, I I just want to let y'all know. Yeah, that's fine with me. But I'm ready to see some miracles happen in here. I'm ready to see some signs and wonders happen. I'm ready to see this thing happen. I'm ready to see people. Boy, I was almost on the road, Pastor. But I'm going to tell you, hope is an expectation. It's like having your neck struck out looking for something. We got to be looking for God to do what he says he's going to do. We are the just. We ought to believe God's word without even wavering. We ought to believe what he says without even wavering at all. I'm not praying and asking God to get me out of a mess. I'm praying to say, put me in a victory. See, because if you keep praying about your mess, you're thinking about your mess. I'm praying about my victory. Uh, I, I, I remember one time, this is me. I remember one time my back was hurting. And I, every morning I got up, I said, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. And I started going to work. I woke up again. It was hurting. I said, thank you, Jesus, for my... I wasn't saying, oh, my back. Because every time I say, oh, my back, frustration kicks in. And guess who's going to take over my life? My back. But I kept thanking him for my answer. I kept thanking God for the victory that he has already done. See, we're not fighting for victory. Jesus done that. All he waiting on us is to claim it. <laughs> it's like your luggage is lost and all they want to do is come and claim it. It's simple. I hear people say, oh, I'm waiting on a breakthrough. What? Jesus broke through already. The door is open. You just thought it was locked. <laughs> the only way you're going to get through that breakthrough is if you break out of what's holding you back. And if we ain't careful, your past will destroy your future. It will destroy your future. I walk by faith. I'm a prime example because I cannot go back to where I came from. God got me out of it. And I'm going to trust him that he's going to keep me out of it. See, I, I, I can't worry about what nobody else say. They say, what if you go back? Well, I ain't worried about that. God got me. I'm not looking at what I see. They say, well, man, there's, there's, there's drugs and alcohol out there. That's all right. I, I don't see that anyways. I can walk through it now. For a long time, it used to bother me. I didn't even go to Super Bowl parties. I didn't go none because I know there's going to be drinking there. 
But see, the reason why I did that, and, and people said, well, why did you do that? I said, because I'm working on something. I'm working on something. And when I get this word, I don't want to get distracted. Because I'm working on something. Because when my life is on the line, when my family's on the line, I got to get in this word. And I got to become Conan the Barbarian, just like that guy was. I, I, I got to make this word come to pass. If I want my family to be restored, I got to get in this word and expect that this word is going to do what it says it's going to do. Let me say that one more time. You got to expect this word to do what it says it's going to do. If he said it, he's going to do it. There is no maybe in here. There is no I might. It is yes and amen. Ain't that what it says? Yes and amen. So that means I can have it and so be it. That's what amen means. So be it. I like that. I got the, somebody told me that it means so be it. I was like, what? So be it. What? It's done. It's a done deal. So be it. Somebody walked up to me and said, man, you are, nah, man, it's done. It's so be it. Expectation. Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes, you were healed. Let me tell you about that. If you were, you was. And if you was, you is. <laughs> so when they look at you and say, you all right, I is healed. God don't care about your vocabulary. He just cared that he understood what you I is healed. Because the Bible said, I were. And now I was and I am. Because he is the great I am. And if he's the I am, whatever I am says that I am, I'm going to be what I am says that I am because I am in his hand. Did you catch that? You understand? Because I'm with I am. I am with I am. And I am is going to tell everybody about I am. Because if I am can do it for I am, he's also going to do it for I am over there. And I am over there. And I am over there. It's going to be a whole bunch of I am's in this place. Ah, The evidence of the things not seen. That not seen means you walk by faith and not by sight. That's what it means. You walk by faith. You can't go by what you see. You got to go by what you know. And if you know the truth, Ooh, we have a church now. If you know the truth, it got you. It's done. And I just thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to come up and just have fun with you guys. You know, church should be about fun. You know, you ought to have some happy Christians up in here. I remember I used to hear folks say, I ain't going to his church. He got issues. You ever heard people say that? You try to come to church. No, nah, you've been acting a fool lately. I ain't going where you going. But when they see happy Christians, they want to know where you go to church. And they're going to follow you. They're not following you. They're following your attitude. So the just shall live by faith. Uh, I encourage you, however the Lord is speaking to your heart today, I want to give you a chance to respond. The altar's open. If you wish to come and pray, if you have a public decision to make, come on down front and, uh, and, uh, and let me pray with you. Whatever your need today, God is here and God wants uh, to meet your need. Uh, you will find him when you will come to him with faith. Uh, let's sing together. Byron, lead us.